Hello to my audience. It's Sunny back again with the India Inside podcast. Uh, today I wanted to talk about the legacy of Nehru, Jawaharlal Nehru, the first Prime Minister of India, as well as the legacy of James Madison, the fourth President of the United States. And uh, I want to start by talking about the the four principles of of governance, which are the legacy of Nehru. Um, Nehru, who served 17 years as the Prime Minister of India before getting a heart attack and dying, as well as the three principles of governance of the the three principles that Madison used in his formation of the Constitution of America. Um, so to start with, let's look at Jawaharlal Nehru's four principles of governance, which are his legacy. They are democracy, socialism, secularism, and non-alignment. So let's just look at democracy. Nehru famously penned an article anonymously saying that there can be no Caesars. It wasn't until many years after this article was written that people realized that Nehru was the one who penned this article in in relation to speaking about himself. And in that article, he says there can be no Caesars. And Nehru was in a very sly and underlying manner stating that there can be no dictators in India. India must re- remain a country of democracy by which it is a represent- representative republic, a constitutional republic. And next, let's look at socialism. Nehru enacted five year, a five-year socialist plan in order to um, boost the economy of India. India had negative growth after the British left. Its economy, you know, when the British came to India, India was 25% of the world's GDP. And when the British left India, India had 2% of the world's GDP. And so Nehru embarked upon five-year socialist plans in order to boost the economy of India. Uh, Nehru, in many ways, created the modern nation-state of India with the help of many of the other founding fathers of India. And the modern nation-state is is also something I'll come back to later, which I'll state as um, eight other founding principles of both India and America. And now thirdly, of those principles of his legacy is secularism. Nehru wanted to ensure that there is religious liberty throughout India. Nehru was very skeptical of religion. Nehru, in my respects, was probably um, an agnostic, in my opinion. And uh, he was very skeptical of, of the, the superstition and bigotry and the illiteracy that, that happened in India, especially in rural communities. And Nehru wanted to boost both agriculture as well as industry throughout India. And he did this through the creation of uni- universities as well as the modern-day nation-state and the industrial capacity of India. And then lastly, lastly, Nehru's legacy is the legacy of non-alignment. Nehru, along with the Egyptian prime minister, were the two main leaders of the non-alignment movement, which was uh, basically a movement of, of former colonial powers to stay non-aligned with either the Soviet Union or America so as to remain free from the trappings of of war and war conflict and capitalism, the the crony capitalism, which many clon- former colonial powers were reduced to uh, illiteracy and uh, economic deprivation. And now let's go to look at Madison. So James Madison, who was the fourth president of of the United States, he had three um, very important principles of the Constitution, which he. He was the main kind of front runner and orator 
in establishing for the uh, United States government. And first, first of these principles, and the most important in my opinion, was the protection of individual liberties. Um, Madison initially did not want to put a Bill of Rights in the Constitution because he felt that this would mean that whatever is not stated is under the under the guise of government authority. But to but because other people had petitioned for it, Madison eventually uh, uh, relegated to. Um, not relegated, but eventually saw that it was necessary to put put in a Bill of Rights, which was put under amendments, and he put ten amendments under the Constitution. The first one being free speech, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, and freedom to petition the government. And the last amendment being whatever powers are not enumerated to the central government are reserved to the states. So the second principle that Madison thought was important for the Constitution was to enact... Um, of uh, separation of powers or uh, what was to be called factions, an extension of the sphere. And Madison saw that if there were several factions, even if factions were a problem in the government, if there were several competing factions throughout the United States, they would cancel each other out and uh, form compromises in order to do what is best for the United States government. Um, and the third principle with, which Madison enacted for the Constitution was federalism or checks and balances. So this is the idea that Montesquieu, the French philosopher, cr created in which Madison um, imbued to our Constitution. The idea that the legislative, executive, and judicial branches of government would check each other would be a check against each other out and would check any despotism or, or authoritarianism to happen, as well as the separation between the federal government and the state government. So there would be a check between federal power and state power. And now, and now to look at kind of eight other principles of government, governance that both India and America share. Um, the first one was Swaraj or self-reliance. This was an idea that Gandhi penned. And this was an idea that America also had. America, America at its institution and India both wanted to stay away from foreign entanglements, both um, foreign wars and foreign policy, not foreign policy, but foreign wars, so as not to get entangled into foreign affairs and so to, to enable them to be able to focus on domestic policy. And that was self-reliance, also called Swaraj in India. The second principle is liberty, fraternity, and equality. This is something that was embowed by the by both the French and U.S. government, and in the uh, 18th century, and later by uh, the Indian government by um, uh, Baba Saab Ambedkar, the first law minister of India in 1950. Ambedkar thought liberty, fraternity, and equality should be the the postmarks, the the highlights of the Indian Constitution. And Ambedkar tried very hard in order to through his creation, through his um, through his creation of the Constitution, along with the other founding fathers of India, in order to embow liberty, fraternity, and equality. The next principle is social justice. Um, and social social justice is something that many activists throughout American and Indian history, um, you know, every generation has to make democracy be reborn in their generation. And uh, social justice is something which sometimes takes a positive connotation and sometimes takes a negative connotation um, for governments. But activists in both India, America, and around the globe, you are uh, use social justice as a marker to. Uh, 
create a fair, a fairer and more equitable um, economic and political system for all, all their citizens. Uh, the fourth principle of, gover of government of the eight principles I, um, I'm outlining is the modern day nation state. Um, you know, George Washington as well as Nehru uh, wanted to uh, are uh, credited with enacting institutions in their government which provide for a basis of education, uh, political liberty, and economic freedom. And this is done through the creation of the modern nation state, which is you know a, a very complex thing in in its. I mean, it's it's the creation of federal and state institutions and local institutions, um, but it, it is something that the founding fathers of both America and India uh, delved very deeply, um, were were focused very strongly and committed to creating. Um, the the next next principle, the fifth principle, is meritocracy. Um, meritocracy um, is, uh, you know, as what. America has done very well, as well as India, is, especially India through its creation of the civil service examination, is a, a way to help people from lower, from every echelon of society to succeed in the government, and from lower echelons of society to progress to higher levels of economic um, mobility and social mobility throughout their government. Uh, the fifth principle is freedom freedom of speech and this is uh, as I put in my video in my one of my podcasts before freedom of speech is a speech that underlines all our freedoms and I as I want to note again um, it is important that we have freedom of speech because right now freedom of speech is being threatened in our government by uh, by people who are trying to mandate certain ways of speaking um, which go against what people um, which go against what people feel like doing. Um, and for, people should not be mandated speech laws in, in their government, and which is happening all over the globe. Now for the seventh principle of the eight principles is rule of law. Uh, rule of law is as, in, as famously as John Adams put in one of his speeches uh, about um, the, creating an independent United States. John Adams said, I want a country of not just men, but a country of laws. And uh, that was one of his speeches he gave when talking about creating when when there were when there was talks of the Declaration of Independence in America, and that was one of the speeches John John Adams gave, saying that if we are to have our own country, it is the country of laws. And uh, but laws are only as good as the men who serve to protect them. And this is something the founding fathers of America and India knew all too well. And now the last principle, which I want to point out, the eighth principle that I want to talk about is called e pluribus unum. Now, this means for, from many people there is one. And this is an idea that there should both be collective solidarity as well as independent thinking of, of people in India and America. And although this is not an idea specifically stated in the Indian Constitution, it is something in the American state, especially on their money, it's e pluribus unum is on several coins and the dot and the dollar bill um and it's basically saying that what it's basically saying what martin luther king had stated the beloved community should be the beloved community should be should have the individual liberty of capitalism as well as the collective the collective solidarity of communism or not communism but socialism and the beloved community should be the synthesis of these both two areas of individual liberty as well as collective collective solidarity. 
Uh, so I thank you for listening. And if you have any suggestions um, for, I know there's a comment section for these videos, but if you have any suggestions for future videos or any, or if you have ideas of other principles I have not laid out, please tell me in future, for future videos so I'm aware of them and I can talk about them later in the future. So I thank you again. Bye.